So you're probably asking yourself, how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable? You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms to market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr., and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode, Facility Management Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Javier. Okay, so I'm going to dive into this really quick now. We're just going to get into it, all right? Marketers need to be good as salespeople. I'm going to say this again. Marketers need to be good as salespeople, all right? You need to be good at sales. And I'm going to say, like, if so if you're an aspiring marketer in facilities, and property management, you need to be good at sales. If you're a salesperson, so if you're like an AE or like a, you know, I don't know, a director of sales or something like that, and you've been kind of like, man, I've been good at this, but I kind of have this little like secret passion that I don't want to tell people about that I really enjoy marketing, you need to be a fucking marketer. Because you probably would be really good, actually. You really would be good. Because I was that person. I was the number one sales rep in my company several decades ago, several decades, many moons ago, I was the number one sales rep for my company. Um, to the point where that even after I had submitted my, uh, my notice and left, I was still making more sales while I was gone. I would have won a, a trip to, to Mexico. And um, it's because of all that stuff that I had built up in the pipeline and people were like closing after that. Pretty fucking cool, huh? And then I sold a lot of, lot of, lot of millions of dollars when I had my company um, for over a decade and got really good at selling. And in that process, me being in sales allowed me to be really good at marketing. So I was having a really interesting conversation this morning with our director of sales at Ratmate, and I go, I, I, I'm like Nick, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but like you would rather have a CMO like me than like another CMO that is probably like very like, Hey, look at, you know, this, this looks really pretty, doesn't it? Like, instead of having that, you have a CMO that's very focused on revenue. Like when we have conversations, it's, you guys are talking about one thing, but like my mind only thinks about revenue. That's it. Like that's how driven I am with revenue. And I go, sometimes maybe the team doesn't think that I quite know what the customer wants, but for some reason I found how to get those customers in the door. So I kind of think I know what they want. And he kind of started smirking and laughing. He's like, yeah, you do. And so where I'm getting to is that like, if you're, if you're a sales, if you're successful at sales and you're pretty decent at it and you're like kind of flirting with this idea of like, you know, I'm going to give this, I wonder if I should try this marketing stuff, but like fucking do it, man. Go do it, go do it as a side gig maybe, okay? But um, I'm gonna give you some reasons why um, marketers, like top, top marketers should be really good at sales. So David Ogilvy, you should look him up. If you don't know who David Ogilvy is, he's like considered the godfather of like, um, of just of marketing in general, okay? He, a lot of people quote his stuff back in the day, even today, like he's like the OG of marketing. Okay, let's just put it that way. The dude is the OG of marketing. Like 
he like what what he did like I don't know eight decades ago or seven decades ago or however long ago that was. People are still doing that shit today, but just in a digital age. It is that that is how that's how far David Ogilvy was ahead of everybody else. So when you hired Ogilvy, you were like, you were basically trying to take your company to be like the next Google, okay? And that's just kind of you know something to, th- to kind of think about. So he had this quote. He said this is that in the modern world of business, it is useless to be creative, original thinker unless you can also sell what you create. I'm going to repeat that one more time. In the modern world of business, it is useless to be a creative, original thinker unless you can also sell what you create. So even though you have really great ideas and all these like, oh man, this is great, this is going to be amazing. If you can't sell that shit, no one's going to buy it. And then you might be thinking, well, that's why you need a sales team. Or you need to get really good with your words because basically like your words is going to be sales at scale. Like if you know how to write and it's right copy and it's compelling, copy sales at scale. Okay. You, you know how to, you know how to like, when you like impress people, when you're talking to them, you're like, man, I want to buy whatever shit you're selling. And, and, and you can do that. Learn to do that on paper now. Learn to do that in front of a keyboard with the same words, compelling, okay? You can do that. You will probably be very successful in a marketing role in probably any industry, to be quite honest. And so let me kind of break this down a little bit. But, you know, we don't often consider that the connection between creativity and salesmanship, like, you know, but maybe we actually should, okay? So creativity and sales like they go hand in hand. They, they, they really go hand in hand. Like you have to, like you have to be creative, but at the same time, you have to know how to sell this thing that is really cool. Okay. And if you're really good at doing at, at both of those things, marketing becomes a little bit easier. All right. I'm not going to say it's going to become easier. It just becomes a little bit easier, you know, and I've already said this is before is that when you get it, you when Mark, when you get it, get good at copywriting, it's just basically sales at scale. And so marketing is going to give you that platform to do that, but you should have a very strong sense and understanding and how to sell what emotional connections people get when you say certain words or how you look at them and then figure out like, Hey, I see this, or I read this. I wonder how I can create that emotional connection on paper. You see what I'm saying? Now, another thing is that being able to sell something in person is an advantage. So if you can sell something in person, you've already got an advantage because you can create that emotional connection. Now, can you do that without being in person with them and actually sell them? Be like, huh, I'm interested in this. I'm interested in doing something like this. Oh yeah, I like this. If you can do that, all of a sudden, like you are creating an emotional, and you, if you notice, I'm talking about emotion. Like that's what sells people. You know this. We all know this. Like I've recently bought two vehicles over the past two months. And you know, like I always told my wife, this like, do not get attached with the vehicles. Like we can find a vehicle anywhere. And so she kind of knew what she wanted when we bought her, um, her Ford Explorer. 
And it was a good deal. Like it, it was a good buy. It was the right time. Um, just all these things. I'm like, man, like this is, this is good. But like what I'm saying is that like recently there, I'm sorry, go back. But there were, there was, there's a little motion in there as well too, because my wife was like, is it too soon? Cause I haven't test drove other vehicles. And I'm like, I, she's, and, and it's all these emotional things. And then I just recently bought a truck but I bought the truck in Indiana. If you don't know this, I live in Colorado. And so I was looking online. I, I bought, I ended up buying a Ford F-250. I didn't want a diesel truck. I wanted a, um, a gas truck. And so the reason why I upgraded to F-250 because I needed a bigger truck to haul a, um, a camper that we have. So with that said, um, I started shopping around in Colorado. I'm like, man, these trucks are like fucking expensive. Like this is insane. And then I started thinking about like, do I really need diesel? And I started asking one of my coworkers who's really into like Ford trucks and he knows about like everything about cars, period. And, you know, he kind of, I, I go, which, which, which of the three um, top, you know, pickup trucks would you recommend for like, a, you know, a three quarter ton truck? And he goes, well, basically you've got two really, but you know, you know, one of them is like the same engine in a sense. I'm like, okay. And then he kind of said, he's like, he's like, you, you can essentially go with a Ford. He's like, I'm kind of a Ford person. I like them, but they're like the, the happy medium between the two like um, engines that you get um, from Ram and from Chevy slash GM. Um, and so anyways, with that, he goes, you might want to consider getting a gasser um, and getting a gas pickup truck versus a diesel because it's going to be a little bit cheaper and less maintenance. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. And so... Then I started shopping around. I was like, man, I can't find anything out here that's even worth my time. So then I started looking outside of the state and I was like, oh, there's some really good options. And then I ended up finding a truck in Indiana. Great deal, F-250, it was a 2019. Um, it only had like 17,500 miles on there. That's it, that's all it had, 17,000 mi 17, miles for a 2019, all right? That's like four years old, long. at this point, four years old. Um, and I was like, man, this is a smoking deal. I need to buy this. So I basically messaged the company. Um, they called me the next day and I was like, listen, his name is Tim. Like you need to tell me exactly the price of me, like walking out the door of this truck, like everything, like shipped to my house and everything. He's like, okay. He's like, so you serious about this? I'm like, yes, I'm serious, but I need to know what the, like what walkout price is. Don't give me all these other things. Like if you want to add stuff to that, like, you know, you can, you know, you can add it as a side item, light item kind of thing. But right now, what I what if I gave you a check, what would I be paying you? Took emotions out of this entire thing. I'm like, fuck, I might only buy vehicles like this moving forward for the rest of my life. And I'm dead serious about this because that in-person advantage is gone. And so when you have that in-person advantage, it's there. But if you're able to create that with paper, with like copywriting, oh man, you've got it, all right? The next thing is to make content great, you need to pitch it well. So like we all know this as a salesperson, but you need to be good at pitching. You, you need to be good at like, you know, pitching. And some people are very good at this. Like our, our SVP of revenue, his name is Ryan. Dude is amazing at pitching. Like he's good. He, he creates relationships quickly. He's just on it. Like he is on it, right? And then, you know, when it comes, I'm not saying he can't write content. I'm not implying that, but like he doesn't lean as in like, hey, that's not one of my strong suits. I want you to do that kind of stuff unless I'm just doing like simple cold pitches and stuff. 
or simple cold emails. I'm like, that's cool. So I'll, you know, every now and then write some things like I've done that for the sales team and, and he approves all those things. But I guess what I'm trying to share here is that to make great content, you've got to be good at pitching. And then, so you also have to be that like into like writable stuff. And so, and, and vice versa, like whatever you create, you need to know how to pitch it correctly too. So like if you wrote some stuff, you need to have a way of how to like share that verbally, like through a webinar, like you have to have that energy in there or through a podcast or through an interview where people are asking you about your product or services. You can't just be like, and our features include these following three items. Like you can't be that. You, you've got to have this energy. So like you as a salesperson need to either be able to go, you know, not just pitch it, but like write the content really well, or you as the marketer not can't just write the content really well, but you need to know how to pitch it well too, which is why, in my opinion, top marketers that know how to pitch, that know how to like communicate are priceless. Those people are the ones that you want to keep. Why? Because not only do they know how to create, they know how to sell. Okay. Like they're good at those two things. And those are traits that are very, very difficult to obtain. Okay. The only way a marketer that knows how to sell is that they either came through selling or they had to learn the hard way selling something that sucked and then they sucked at selling it and then they just got better at selling it and then eventually they just started selling more of it. Okay? Like, that's the only way. And so you get good at pitching, that's gonna be great. So like, what I'm getting to is that if you're a great creative, you need to get in front of the mic. You need to be like in front of the camera. You need to be doing webinars to share what you're doing. Like we will be launching a webinar for Ratmate. All right, I, I've done these before for facility companies um, and they are amazing. They do very, very well, but you gotta have the right energy as well too. People are like, I wanna buy whatever you're selling, that kind of stuff. But still have a marketing tone and have a salesmanship kind of approach, okay? The next thing is that to sell your product or service, you need to pitch it really well um, by using these types of things, telling a quick backstory. So you need to relate to this person, okay? If you don't have a, a quick backstory about you know what you're selling or why you're doing this, then that person that's listening to the pitch is not gonna be able to like feel the connection. They're like, eh, yeah, whatever. Like, but that backstory brings things together. You're gonna be like, you and I are like the same. And if you can create that, that's a step in the right direction, okay? The next thing you need to also share is that you need to not just, you, you need to dive into like what you had to do to obtain this knowledge. Like, you know, how many years of college did you have to go through and how many thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars did you have to invest and how many hours did you have to put into this to basically create this thing? So you need to show them all the struggles that you went through to achieve this so that whenever they say like, fuck man, you really went through hell to create this. Not only are we both on the same page because of our backstory, but you went through all this stuff and I thought about it, but I didn't want to do it because I knew it was stupid crazy. But you're just crazy because you're not stupid because you figured it out. And so you need to share, you know, what the struggles were to, to get there. 
Then you need to talk about the problems. The problems that, you know, that are, you know, if you don't have this, these are the problems that are going on. Like, and this happens to you and this happens to you and this happens to you and that sort of stuff. And this is what you got to be doing as you're pitching. Okay. And, and as you're talking about these problems, people are like, yeah, it's all that. And then not only do you have to share the problems, you also have to talk about all of their counter actions to what they would be like, but all of their buts. Okay. And you need to basically just, you know, like, like essentially like expose all of their objections and just call them out and be like, boom, 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 solve them all. So you have a solution for not just the overall problems that you talked about, but also all of the objections and how you're going to crush their objections and the solutions to all that stuff. So that when they were listening to this, they're like, shit, man, this dude gets me. He is crazy stupid. He's not stupid, but he's just crazy because he came up with a solution. He knew all the problems. He nailed all my objections. I almost have no choice but to buy from this dude. And that's how you do that. And then you start working on positioning. You start positioning yourself as not necessarily like the new mousetrap, but the, the new opportunity. They're like, you no longer have to go through this, but now you are this. So a new opportunity, like, let me explain this. Like, like I upgraded to an F-250, all right? It's not a new mousetrap, it was a new opportunity. Do you know why it was a new opportunity? Because now, with this bigger truck, I can haul this, and I don't have to struggle with this. And I don't have to, and I'm like, oh, I don't have to put up with that either. Wow, as a new opportunity, okay? And then how will this make their life easier and all those things and then future pacing them, like having them see themselves in the future be like, man, can you imagine what this is gonna be like whenever this all goes down? And these are all things that you do as a salesperson. If you can do that in marketing, you're gonna be really good. If you can do that in webinars, you're gonna be selling a lot because then now you have a one-to-many approach. If you can do that with podcasts, if you can do that with at conferences, at events, all of a sudden you've changed the game. So if you are an aspiring marketing leader, get good at sales. Start listening to those sales calls. Start paying attention to the top salesperson in your company and start listening to how they talk to their customers or their prospects that they're trying to close. And then take note and then learn how to convert that into marketing. Because if you get the creativity, all right, and you've got the way and understanding how to pitch, you've got a lot. You're going to be very good at what you do. Okay. So that's why marketers need to be good salespeople. Okay. Because you can then sell more. All right. So I hope you guys found this, um, useful and, and fun. I enjoy doing these kind of podcasts. If you do three things for me at the end of these podcasts, I always ask them. Number one, please give me a five-star review on Spotify or Apple podcasts. If you listen to those two um, platforms, number two, share this podcast with somebody else, um, DM them, send them an SMS or something like that. Like this is how our podcast is growing. We're literally approaching 3000 podcasts and I'm so excited. And number three, um, connect with me on LinkedIn. So if we're not connected there, connect with me. Like I, you know, like I'd love to know who my audience is. If you got questions or you want me to cover a topic, let me know. Cause we've covered so much stuff over the past um, 12 plus months. Other than that, 
I hope you have, I hope everybody has a wonderful day and I'll talk to you later. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email. And that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, uh, some strategies that I'm executing. And more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's going to help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, we'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not going to hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers, I'm sorry, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And have a great one.